Oh, listen, dear one, I am thrilled to announce I have a brand new private coaching container opening up called Full Immersion Coaching. This is you and me working together privately as I become your mentor and soul guide for an entire year, providing you with the full support you need to grow a massively successful and prosperous heart-led business. To get all the details, DM me on Facebook or Instagram or send an email to allison at allisonscammell.com and say, tell me more about Full Immersion Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you. Welcome to the show. This is Allison Scammell and I'm super excited to be talking to you today about how to become a better leader through self-leadership. I was lucky enough to speak to executive leadership coach Jody Flynn. We explore what self-leadership is and how a healthy mindset can make you that type of leader that inspires your ideal audience and those around you every day. We'll end on a very cool challenge that you can implement in your life today to take your leadership abilities to the next level. So stay with us until the end. Welcome to She Grows, a podcast for soul-guided women entrepreneurs ready to grow their income, impact, and inspiration. Each week, we're going to explore how to align to the soul of your business and grow it from there. I'm your host, Allison Scammell. Let's get growing. Hey there, She Grows Nation. That's the name of this sisterhood of soul-guided women entrepreneurs who are ready to grow in life and business. I had the privilege of speaking with Jody Flynn about the great topic of self-leadership. Jody Flynn is an executive leadership coach, podcaster, author, speaker, and workshop facilitator for people leaders. She works with rising women to improve the skills that advance them to the top levels in their career. She is the host of the critically acclaimed Women Taking the Lead podcast and an Amazon bestselling author of her book, Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing. We had so much fun exploring this topic. I hope you receive as much from it as I did. Welcome, Jody. I am so thrilled you're here. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Allison, I'm honored you asked me. I'm excited. I'm so glad we met and we yes, had a chance to chat <laughs> yes. and catch up and that you asked me to be on your podcast. I'm so honored. And I'm for those of you who are listening, I'm excited to be here. And this is this is going to be a fun conversation. That is so cool. And I love your podcast. You, you have an amazing podcast, Women Taking the Lead. And I stumbled upon, you need to know that I stumbled upon your website on a Google search, which I think oh, is always just like, great. isn't that so great? <laughs> yes. Because I was looking for strong or, you know, podcasts to listen to that are directed towards or run by women entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. not men. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the top podcasts for entrepreneurs are led by men. Yes. And that's fine, but yeah. I loved and I'm striving for to get that feminine voice out there even stronger than it already is. And yeah. your podcast popped up super high on that. Oh, so. that is so good to hear. Like, yes. it's working. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, yes. Whatever it works. Exactly. Whatever you're doing. <laughs> 
So I'm very excited to be unpacking this topic of leadership, and I love the idea of self-leadership. And mm-hmm. so let's jump in. Tell us about your journey to becoming a more effective leader. Oh, gosh. Um it's, I mean, it's a long, I mean, our journey really starts when we're born. So I'll try to like, like fast forward and skip over like some of the remedial stuff. But I would say for me, um, it really, you know, we often say, you know, our, our pain becomes our passion and our, you know, and our mess becomes our mission. And for me, I was really shy as a child, like dramatically shy. Like I, Remember, I trained myself to breathe silently so that I wouldn't draw any attention to me because I was so worried. I mean, I think it's part of my perfectionism, and I was so worried about saying and doing the wrong thing that I tried to say as little and do as little so I wouldn't get called out and I wouldn't have somebody be like, well, that's wrong, and, you know, why are you doing that? You know, especially as children, like, you're just like— (laughs) Like if I say or do the wrong thing, I'll become a target and I don't want that. And I was fine at home with my family. Like I could be myself. I was outgoing. I was energetic. But when I was out in the world, it was totally different. And I remember just always being stressed out, you know. Um, And, you know, it was labeled as shy or, you know, introverted, quiet, that sort Mm -hmm, of thing. mm Mm-hmm. Which baffled my mom because my teachers were like, oh, she's wonderful. She's quiet. She gets her work done. My mother was like, no, my my daughter's Jody. Like, 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 so there was a disconnect. And I remember in my high school years and college years, I started being introduced to books like Don't Sweat the Small Stuff and The Four Agreements and, you know, just starting to experience more things where it was apparent to me like, oh, I don't have to be so caught up and I don't have to be perfect and it's okay to mess things up. And so for me, it was, you know, the journey began when I realized like I could read and do things and learn things and apply them to my life. And all of a sudden, all new opportunities and all new experiences became available to me that were not available when I wasn't willing to speak up, when I wasn't willing to do Mm -hmm. something a little bit risky. Um, And it's been an ongoing journey from there. It's been, it was almost like, well, let me just play with this idea of who am I really? And what am I really capable of? And what am what is really possible for me? And and it continues. Like I'm still in that query of, okay, I've done this thus far. What what's next? What yeah. what what do I not realize that I'm capable of? That once it becomes apparent to me, all new things become available. That's amazing. And it sounds like that you changed your story to it's okay to mess up. Yeah. <laughs> and that was very shifting. Oh, huge. Yeah. Huge. And it's one of the big, I like consider it one of the biggest gifts I give my clients because my clients tend to be perfectionists. You know, they always want to get it right. They want to get it right the first time and they beat themselves up if they don't. Or they have this story that there's something wrong with me or something lacking in the way I'm doing this that caused me to mess up. And I was like, well, that's, you know, looking at things as if it's either a success or a failure, you know, one or the other. You're Mm -hmm. either hugely successful or it fails. And if you're a perfectionist, like, it's never hugely successful. Even if it's successful, you're like, well, it could have been better. 
Yeah. Or I yeah. messed this up. This piece was wrong. Hmm. Right. So there's I always might be that. able to relate to what you're saying right now. <laughs> so uh, quite a bit. Yeah. And so this may you may like this as well. The perspective I give them, because it's all perspective. It's all how are we looking at things? What are we making up? What story are we telling? What meaning are we giving it? So the different perspective I give them is, well, what if it's just an experiment? Mm. What if you approached life like a scientist? Because mm-hmm. we don't know for sure. We have theories. We train ourselves. We do research. And we make attempts at mm-hmm. things. But we don't know 100% that things are going to work out. There are a lot of variables that play into whether or not something becomes a success and to what degree it is an, a success. I'm like, but what if you're a scientist and you conducted an experiment And the experiment either turned out the way you thought it would or it didn't, but it's not a success or a failure. And if it doesn't turn out the way you thought, what if you just took that time like a scientist to analyze, okay, what caused this result? Let's retweak it. Let's run the experiment again. So it's not about success or failure. It's about just grappling Mm -hmm. with things till you get it to the point where it's like, I'm satisfied. This is good. I love that. I love that so much. And- Many of the people who listen to this podcast are soul-guided entrepreneurs and women, and they started their businesses because they had a love for their product or service and just a deep commitment to their clients, customers, and the planet. And sales and marketing didn't come naturally. Yes. (laughs) Amen. I get it. Right? (laughs) I totally get it, too. And that I think in sales and marketing, it's a lot of what you're just talking about, putting yourself out there, trying new things trying new techniques, new mediums right. to to share what it is you're offering. And a lot of times, you know, people feel blocked. These women entrepreneurs feel blocked in having that curious mindset yeah. and being okay that it's not perfect the first time. Right. And, you know, trying that YouTube channel or that Facebook Live for the first time and knowing that it might not be perfect the first time. Yes. there. I'm having so many thoughts as you're saying that. So yes, I've been there. I did not have a business degree or a marketing background when I started my business. So it was a lot of, I call it like baptism by fire and learning, you know, like failing forward and all of that. And I get it. And it can feel painful in the moment, but there's so much to learn and, and get. The other thing is, um, like you were saying earlier, you were looking for podcasts that resonated with you. You were looking for a certain voice. What I find with a lot of entrepreneurs is they get caught up in, oh, it has to be done this way because the experts are telling me this is the way to market my business. Now, if if you're a soul-led entrepreneur, your marketing and sales is going to look a lot different than somebody who's driven by the bottom line because you're not. It's not to say the bottom line isn't important, right? Because you're part of the reason why you're listening to this podcast is you want to do business better so that you're getting paid for the value that you bring. But the approach may not be right for you. So there's always, and this is why um, I'm a big one for self-leadership, there's a little bit of to thine own self be true Mm. that needs to be going on in your sales and marketing as well. Now, There's also a balance of, yep, it's going to be a little uncomfortable being Mm -hmm. visible, inviting people to work for you, work with you, um, asking for the sale. For a lot of us, that's not something we had to do before. So there's a little bit of stretching and discomfort in that. But that's different from the, 
I am sick having to write the email this way, right? right, right? Or I don't like the way my marketing funnel is set up. It feels very disingenuous and fake and untrue and that sort of thing. I was watching an ad. There's an ad that keeps coming up as I'm like online. And it's about a guy talking about creating urgency, but it's fake urgency. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between Okay, the program starts on Thursday, so you need to register by Wednesday, right? That's true because, you know, maybe there's some pre-work and they have to get it done and they need the email that has the logistics. So you need to register a day before the program starts. Then there's fake urgency of it's only on sale for this amount of time. If you don't buy now, you're going to lose out. And for a lot of us who are soul-driven, that that tactic does not feel good. Right. Because it's fake. Yes. It's not true. And we feel disingenuous and like we're going against our values when we do things like that. So maybe that, and it's not to say that people who use that tactic are bad or wrong or bad people or anything like that. Right. But it doesn't work for you. So what does, right? There's got to be some inquiry within yourself of how do I get my message across? How do I let people know how important that, like, create that urgency because there is urgency and we mm-hmm. know it. Like, if you buy my product or my service, you will get the benefits right away. Right. Why is this important Why for you? Exactly. And finding other ways to convey urgency than creating fake deadlines. Yes, I love that. I love that. So let's get in. You mentioned self-leadership. Let's dive into that. How does it work? Self-leadership. Yeah, what do you mean? What does it mean, first of all? (laughs) Well, for me, self-leadership is really just taking the onus on yourself to recognize what your goals are, what lifestyle you want to live. Like, what what are you trying to do in the world? What are you looking to contribute? And identifying how to get go about that, right? So, um, you know, for me last year, one of, a couple of my goals was to be in a relationship and increase the profits in my business. And so my first strategy was, you know, I'm going to do it on my own. And, you know, I signed up for an app and, you know, I came up with all these strategies that made sense to increase profits in my business. And after trying out different things, it had not worked out the way I wanted it to. So then I took a step back and said, what's missing? And I realized, all the areas where I was making progress or hit my goals, I had help. Mm. And in these areas, I was trying to do it on my own. So it was like, it was giving it the time and the attention to lead myself to the solution. So I hired coaches. I hired a sales coach and I hired a dating coach and I increased my profits and I'm in a relationship, right? So, you know, coaches are the best. They are the best. (laughs) If you're struggling, coaches really can make the difference. Um, And it's not to say like, because we talked about this too, like the the women I, I coach, like I said, are perfectionists, they're people pleasers. I lovingly call them type A because they have those type A tendencies. And one of the tendencies of type A is we want to go it alone and we want to figure it out ourselves. We'll Google first. We'll ask around, right. you, you know, but like asking YouTube someone. YouTube is my friend. YouTube is There's a YouTube video for everything. Right. It's just, <laughs> and it's true. There are some things that we can figure out and maybe that's the first step. And that's what I say to my clients. I'm like, you don't have to immediately hire. There are DIY things we can do, but it's self-leadership to recognize when you've hit that place where you're not making any progress. And when I talked about the goals that I had hit, hadn't hit, 
there was a fitness goal that I had. And it, there was a point where I wasn't, it wasn't that I was going to be unsuccessful. I would have hit the goal, but I probably would have hurt myself trying to hit the goal because it was a physical goal. It was like doing a thousand burpees. And when I hit Oof. a certain number, wow. <laughs> and yeah, and I could just tell I was reading the signs in my body that I didn't feel like I was fueling my body correctly. And I, there was something in the way I was working out that like my body was really tired and my joints were just taking too much pressure. And I had run a marathon and I had pretty much researched that on my own. I Googled and YouTubed and read articles and did great with that. But I realized with this goal, I'm like, there's a limit to my knowledge and what I'm able to read online. It's not going to get me. I, I'll hit the goal, but I'll be hurt. And mm -hmm. so I hired a personal trainer who was also a nutritional coach. And before I knew it, like the aching in my joints went away and I did feel nourished, you know, for my workout. So it's not to say you have to hire everyone for everything because I did the marathon without having to hire anybody. But it's about recognizing where your limits are and where you need to get help. Like sometimes leadership looks like getting support mm -hmm. and, and leaning into other people. Yeah. So unpack it for us. How does self-leadership work? Well, really, it's about, um, you know, I, I say my, I was telling you before, my philosophy is we're all leaders. We all have goals. We all have things we're striving for. The question is, how well do you lead yourself? You know, are you able to achieve your goals? Are you able to get there? And examining that. I mean, soul-led entrepreneurs, I mean, likely have a spiritual practice. And you identify, you know, what's working for me, what's not working for me, where's – and when you, you know, say it's meditating. I think that's pretty popular among soul-led entrepreneurs. You know, there's a point where it's a struggle to meditate for five minutes. You know, and sit still and not have your thoughts go crazy and not be thinking about it, um, not having your mind just go wild. And then you get to a point where you're like, wow, yeah, five minutes went by and a few thoughts entered in and I let them go. And that was really peaceful. And But you don't stay there. You don't stay at five minutes. You go to 10 minutes, you know, or the next thing. And, or you say, I'm going to evolve my meditation practice to I'm going to ask a question before I meditate. And then I'll see if the answer comes while I'm meditating. You know, so you play with it. And it's the same thing in your business. It's, you know, where are you right now? Examining where the, the growth is and then coming up with a plan for how to move forward or it's identifying where is it, where are my areas of opportunity for growth right now what's the next thing for me that is self leadership it's it's guiding your own growth to get you to where you're looking to be not because you have to be anywhere but for like almost like for fun like i say to my clients if you can make it a game that's probably one of the best ways to go about it, you know, so that you're having fun while you're doing it, but you're doing it. Like you're in the query, you're in the question to grow. Hmm. Okay. So how, so I, I, let's get even deeper into yes. it. How does it work on a practical level? Like what, I'm sure there's a million different ways you can approach this idea of self-leadership, but what is something like a daily or weekly practice that you would recommend? Oh, gosh. Self-leadership really starts with the basics, like self-care, mm. right? Am I getting enough sleep? Am I eating well? Am I getting, am I hydrating myself? Am I reading inspiring uh, or educational materials? What am I consuming? You know, not just 
in terms of nutrition, but in terms of content. You know, what movies am I watching? What am I listening to? What podcasts are, what's my music? You know, that sort of thing. Like, what is everything I am putting into my head and my body that's contributing to me being at my best or not? Mm. And taking responsibility for that. Because really, that that is the, the key to leadership, maturity, adulthood, is taking responsibility for these things. And if you make it, you know, and here's the thing, like sometimes I have dessert, you know, even though I know sugar is not great for me, sometimes I have dessert and I own it. Right. Yeah. Like I'm having it. This is a choice. And we get on. It's not about doing the perfect thing all the time because, like, with my clients, I'm like, "Mm, no, it's not about being perfect. It's, you know, it's like the 80 20 or the 90 10 rule, whatever works for you. But then in your, in your business, it might be also like for me, I knew meditating would make a huge difference in my business. Like if I was meditating regularly and I could calm myself down. Mm-hmm. that would help me focus. It would help me stay on the right track. So I identified that and took responsibility and made that a practice. I also recognized that speaking would make a huge difference in my business. Like once that awareness came to me, even though it freaked me out and it would be more work and all of that, I'm like, this would be make a huge difference. So what's the plan? How am mm-hmm. I going to do this? How am I going to go about this? So it's taking responsibility, identifying, you know, where the need is, where the opportunity is, and taking responsibility to move forward with that. And how did the awareness arrive, do you think? Um, how it, did you know speaking? Yeah, it's it's almost like by accident. Earlier, I, I you had said something, and my thought was, is like, yes. And you can only research for so long. At some point, you just have to do it, right? You have to try, even if it's not going to turn out well. There's no getting things perfect all the time. It's just, and for me, the speaking was, it was almost by accident. It was, um, I was promoting a workshop I was doing, and I traveled around to different networking groups to talk about it and to stand up and speak and, and that sort of thing. And I got a really great response from it. And, you know, I was asked to do a mini presentation where other people were going to be doing mini presentations. And I did it and I got a great response, like in terms of people, you know, doing my workshop, people inquiring into my services and becoming clients, getting other speaking opportunities. I was like, like the ROI on the time and energy I put into speaking was like, triple or quadruple Mm -hmm. what I put in. And I was like, okay. And every year I do an assessment. Um, I ask myself four questions at the end of the year. What worked? What didn't work? What surprised me? And what informs me about the year going forward? Mm. You know, and there was one year, I I think it was like around 2014, what surprised me was how effective speaking was. Yeah, and I knew I had to make it a bigger thing in my business, and that was and that was before I started the podcast. Like the podcast came out of that realization of oh, speaking yeah. works, and getting my message out there works. And I love this example because I often in my soul guided community that we're in here, I talk a lot about listening to your heart and following those nudges. You know, your heart speaks to you and whispers often, yes. so you do have to get quiet and yes. you have to rely on meditation and other practices to hear it. And then when you get that calling, and sometimes it's like, uh, it's words, you know, start speaking. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just this sense, this feeling 
this hunch. Yes. That, hmm, getting back to your idea of curiosity. Yes. The curious mindset, treating it like a science experience. I wonder how it would feel like to try some public speaking or getting in front of a group of people. And you followed that. And then what I loved is the execution. And I think sometimes we can fall short on this is you got the evidence back (laughs) that, whoa, this is really working. And you saw that evidence. Sometimes I think we have the evidence that things are working or not working and we tend to not see it or just keep driving on without taking a second to say, how did that work? (laughs) Yes. And sometimes it doesn't show up like good news. Like when I realized speaking worked at first, I was like, oh no, (laughs) I'm going to have to do this more. Yes. But the more I've done it, the more I've come to enjoy it. And now I'm at the point where I don't experience stress around it. Actually, let me qualify that. I don't love putting presentations together. Right. So that's the part of it. Like there's, it seems like there's always like a piece of something we do that this piece I don't love. Right. And I could outsource this at some point, you know, but like I love, you know, delivering. Yeah. You know, that's my passion. That's my love. I get in front of a room and I'm so energized, you know, but putting the workbook together and creating the slides and that sort of thing, it's like, it's okay, but it's not my love, you know, that sort of thing. But, you know, I'm at the point now where I don't experience stress, like at the thought of getting up in front of people and talking and getting them to talk to each other and mm-hmm. to talk to me about what's going on for them. And that's amazing. And that's because you've done it again and again and again until it got easy. Practice. Right? Yes. Good. That's so cool. So let's talk about mindset. Mm-hmm. How is a healthy mindset a good part of this mm-hmm. self-leadership practice. Yes. And I want to make a distinction because sometimes we get really caught up in mindset is about thinking positive all the time. And that's not where I focus um, my time and my energy with my clients. I'm more interested in what is the story you're making up about yourself, other people, and the world that's causing you to have the thoughts you have, have the feelings you have, behave the way you're behaving, and then get the results that you're looking for. So mindset is more, for me, I'm more concerned is, what do you believe that you're capable of or what's possible for you? What do you believe, you know, because I will say to my clients, it's not about what you deserve and it's not about what you've earned. It's what you believe you deserve and what you believe you've earned that will cause you to either move forward with something or not. You know, mm-hmm. like when somebody says, you know, I want to hire you, what what goes through your head? I remember when I first started my business, it was, yay, and then immediately like, oh, God, what if I let them down? Mm-hmm. You know, that scary experience of getting a new client. So that was wrapped up in my overall experience of new clients was the like the pressure of am I or am I not going to get the sale? And then once I get the sale or the new client – can I even deliver on this? And I had to change that story I had about myself to, yes, I will deliver. And also being very clear with my clients, like, this is a partnership. Our end result is going to be due to what we both put into this. And here's what I'm committing to you. Can you commit Mm. to this as well? Because as we all know, as, you know, product developers and service providers, you know, you can give 100%, but if they're not using the product or they're not delving into the service, 
you know, that's not going to make a difference. So really with mindset, I would say is what is the story that you're telling yourself about you and what you're capable of, what you can deliver, what value you can provide? What is the story you're telling yourself about other people, you know, and what they can do for you and what's possible and what's possible for them? And then just the world in general, you know, because those things will impede our leadership, our self-leadership, if we're not clear where some where we're getting held back and what story we're making up. Because most of it, the thing is, it's like I kind of we were I was joking with some friends the other night. I was like, the world's just a projection of our inner our inner world to the outer world. And most of it's not true. Yeah. Most of what we make up about other ourselves, other people in the world isn't true. Like it what like when we like really examine things and you know most um conflict comes from miscommunication, you know, that sort of thing. So um so mindset, I'll just sum that up going back to what are the stories that you're telling? Love that. I also notice with my clients, especially those who are in the service industry and say they want more clients. And and one part of a sentence, they'll be like, oh, I just want, you know, six clients. And then on the other, when we dig underneath that, we find out that they're already totally overstretched and their <laughs> bandwidth is at max. Yeah. And then they're also telling them the this, this story like, ugh, I don't know if I have space for six clients. Right. <laughs> right? Yes. So energetically, they're pushing away yeah. any, you know, they're they're not doing themselves a service to be able to attract in yes. six clients because they haven't made the space for it. Yes. Again, it gets back to story, changing the story to, and then also changing your schedule <laughs> yep. to reflect your story. I have plenty of bandwidth for however many clients I want to attract in. Right? I've got oodles of it. Right. Yeah. Or you ask the question, if I if six more people came to my door and said, I must work with you, like this has to happen, what changes would you make to accommodate them? Make those changes now. Yes. And then go out and market for those six clients. Yes. Mm-hmm. Love that. So what is some advice that you'd give for someone who wants to have a daily or weekly mindset check-in to make sure that their stories and thoughts are supporting their self-leadership and are supporting where it is they want to go? Well, this is one of those things where I think it's it needs to be personalized. You know, for some people will say, I can't sit still and meditate. And I'm like, well, go for a walking meditation, especially if they're outdoorsy. I'm like, go for a walking meditation. Or, you know, I'm somebody who physical exercise is a must. It helps me get rid of stress and tension. And I get some of my best ideas and inspired thoughts through exercise. And it helps calm me down. I have a I have a lot of energy. And if I don't work out, it just ends up becoming frenetic energy. Um, so, I, and I also have a practice. I, I do A Course in Miracles, and that's a daily practice for me where I'm just bringing my mind back around to who am I and what's my relationship with God, and that's very empowering for me. These things may not connect with other people. So this is one of those things where you have to do the inquiry of, you know, how am I looking to grow and what will support me? And as you know, Allison, like when we start like, you know, diving into it and poking around— most people know the answer. Right. They just they don't do. like the answer. Right, right. Or they think, or the thing is, it's mindset. They think they're not capable of the answer. The answer is, you know, the solution is too difficult or it's, they just can't make it work right now. 
And the more as coaches we inquire, is that true? Is that true? Is that true? Is that true? Eventually it comes down to like, oh no, it is, you know, it's fine. Like I can do that and it's totally possible. So I would say, you know, to um, the woman who is listening, what do you already know would be good for you to be doing right now and making a daily or a weekly practice? Self lead. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And do it. Like lead yourself to do it. Yes. Yes. That thing, you know, I talk about when we should on ourselves, you know, (laughs) and there's, it's amazing sometimes when I'm really mindful of my thoughts, how many times I say I should, I should do this, I shouldn't do this, like throughout the day, it's like on an autopilot of shoulding. And I often, a good indication is if you have been saying to yourself a lot, I should, and it's not like, um, it's, you should do something that you know is going to open you up. Yeah. It's not like I you know, a, a, a should that brings you down, but that yeah. follow those shoulds that you've been saying a lot to yourself that will open you up and stop saying should and just start saying, I'm doing it. Yes. I choose to start going to yoga tomorrow. I choose to start meditating. Yes. I choose to whatever that expanding, opening up thing is. Like that's another, you know, stop shoulding yes. in this case and start just doing Showing Absolutely. up. Yeah. Should um, creates conflict. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to, need to, whatever the word is, be doing this, but I'm not. So I'm in conflict. And that drains our energy to live in conflict. And think of how many shoulds you have for yourself. You are draining your energy every time you think about it or it comes up or even subconsciously, it is draining your energy. So I loved how you use that example. There are three different language alternatives I give my clients and you used I choose to which I love. It's 100% empowered. Like, I'm choosing this. I'm in control. I have the power over this. It's my choice. It's not something I have to or should do. I choose it. There's also, I get to. Ooh, I like that. Because there are some people who can't. And I get to. I get to. Like, I I get to meditate. What a luxury that is that I can sit still for a collection of minutes in the day and just be with myself for a little yeah. while. And the third one is, I want to. Yeah. I want, it's not that I should do this. I, I want to do this. I this is that. for me. I choose to. I get to. I want to. Yes. I love those. That is so awesome. So I have one last question for you. And then I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Because okay. that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me you can handle it. So coaches often talk about dissolving painful thoughts or dissolving painful stories, mm-hmm. like retelling these thoughts, retelling these stories. And there's a lot of processes out there sure. that can help us do that. You know, the work by Byron Katie. I'm an emotion- I love. I know. I love her. <laughs> I do. I'm a fan. I One of my go-to techniques is emotional freedom techniques or tapping, mm-hmm. EFT. Do you have a go-to tool that you like to use to help you dissolve or rewire or Um, reframe a painful thought or story? It's not anything like tapping. It's, you know, it's more of an approach that I use is where I get really curious and really like, you know, as my clients are are telling me their stories as to, and, and they may not phrase it this way, but to sum up what they're saying is, I'm not capable because, or this brings me down because, you know, it's just challenging. It's inquiry, it, you know, and that's why part of why I love Byron Katie, because it's all inquiry. Like, is it true? 
are you absolutely sure that it's true? Can you prove that it's true? You know, that sort of thing, like really challenging these stories that we have. I'm also just a big fan of looking at things in a different way. You know, I, um, you know, the whole failure versus trying out different strategies, you know, is that true? And so, did you fail or were you trying something out? You know, that sort of thing. I had somebody recently who said like, oh, I failed at that. So I'm doing this now and this is working out. And I'm like, you know, I'm just like, uh, you were, you tried something out, didn't work. And so you tried something different and it worked. Like really just taking another look at things. And I think that's where the struggle is. We get entrenched in that the way we're looking at things is the truth, you know? And I had a presentation I would do years ago, um, and it was just titled, like, what if you're wrong? Mm. What if you're wrong? Mm. What if you're wrong about yourself? What if you're wrong about that person? What if you're wrong about your belief about that organization? What if something else is going on? So I would say I think one of the most powerful things to do is just to take the approach of being wildly curious Mm -hmm. and challenging the status quo and really considering, what if I'm wrong about that? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So now here is my invitation for you. I like to ask my guests towards the end of the conversation to leave our listeners with a challenge. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So challenge them to do something with their self-leadership or any anything else. I love it because I think I, I've already done it and I'm just going to reiterate it. So if you missed it the first time, my challenge to you was, what is that thing you know would make a difference for you in your business or in your life and you keep coming up with reasons why it's not the right solution? I want you to be a scientist. And try it out. Give it a go. Nice. I love that. With a curious mindset. With a curious mindset. Yes. This this might work. (laughs) I love it so much. Jody. what an absolute thrill and honor it's been for me to talk with you. I could keep going. I have so many (laughs) questions. I've learned so much. So really so grateful for your time and your wisdom and your just very generous nature and sharing Can you tell listeners who want to learn more about you how they can find you? Yes. And I just want to start off by thanking you again. This has been so much fun. Um, And thank you um, for listening, for your audience, um, and for those of you who are listening. I want to talk to the person. You know, it's always hard at this point to get to the language. Like, thank you to you who is listening right now and has joined us. Um, This makes a difference for us to share what we know and and talk about it and hash it out. And if you want to know more about what I've got going on and all the resources I have for my clients, my hub is womentakingthelead.com. So it's women is plural, takingthelead.com. And you can find my podcast and my blog posts and my book and all the fun stuff that's there. So that's amazing. Check that out. That'll all be in the show notes too. So again, thank you so much. And you listeners, you got your challenge. I'm going to be, I want to hear some results back. Let us know how it goes. And again, Jody, thank you so much. Thank you, Alice. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful for those who tune in week after week. I kindly invite you to hit subscribe wherever you're listening 
because we have lots and lots of really awesome episodes ahead that you won't want to miss. And if you're ready to grow your business with both magic and predictability, then head to my website right now, alisonscammell.com, and download my three free soul-guided meditations to get a clear vision of growth for your business in six months' time and where to place your focus today to take you there. Again, that's alisonscammell.com. You can find the link in the show notes. And as always, until next time, let's grow there together. Mm -hmm.